Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. All right, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to CBiz Media. This is Irene. And we have a guest with us on the line here. We have Marlene Merriweather. Hi, Marlene. You're on the line. Hi, Irene. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad to have you on today. And we're going to talk a little bit about our salvation story as well as we're going to let Marlene tell you a little bit about her show, her ministry, and what she's doing. But um, as far as myself, I gave my life to Christ when I was a pretty young kid. And I know everybody has a different story. But I know sometimes people say, well, if you're a a young kid that maybe it wasn't relevant, maybe you felt like you were forced into it but I think everybody has their own feeling on that maybe some kids were but in my situation I just wanted to give my life to Christ when I was young and everybody has their own story so Marlene can you tell us a little bit about your story and when you gave your life to Christ sure I sure can thank you and thank you for having me on your show I'm very honored to be here um so with respect to my salvation there are actually so many layers in my testimony (laughs) because as I look back and examine my life I see God's and love for me from the very beginning. So as a child, um, I was not raised going to church. My family, my, I was raised by my beautiful mother, along with my sister. We are about 18 months apart, so we're very close in the family. And then we have um, aunts and grandparents and uncles who just really poured into our lives and just loved on us. And so I really had a beautiful um, childhood in terms of just being surrounded by love at all times. Um, but, you know, within my immediate household, we just weren't raised in church, and so um, that just wasn't a part of my childhood. However, we did have opportunities to go to church on occasions with aunts and grandparents and relatives. So we visit churches from time to time as young young kids, um, but, you know, that just wasn't my upbringing. So, you know, um, but growing up, if you were to have asked me if I was a Christian, I probably would have said yes. You know, just because, you know, I had heard the term, you know, Christian, and I, you know, heard the name Jesus, and wow. you know, I visited church from time to time, so people yeah. asked me, I probably would have said, yes, I was a Christian, however, um, you know, I really didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord, you know, I didn't understand what salvation meant, um, you know, I just didn't know Jesus, I didn't personally know him. Well, I and think I, I think a lot of people that call themselves Christians today are come from that type of background you know they go to church maybe sometimes and and they just classify themselves as a christian because um i think our country is supposed to be uh, mostly christian they will they identify as christian but um i know that some a lot of the people don't even go to church or practice their faith at all so and it's, it's funny because i as later in life i you know kind of after I became born again, I realized, I thought of myself, okay, I was a cultural Christian. <laughs> you know, had you asked me at that time, because it was just a, a cultural thing, but it wasn't a relationship or, you know, and so I, yeah. I definitely get what you're saying. And so that was me, you know, growing up. Um, but as I moved into my young adult years, um, because I didn't have, you know, any type of root in Jesus Christ in a relationship, I actually began pursuing false gods, and I was being lured into um, the deception of new age teachings and things of that nature. Um, I was reading books such as like Celestine Prophecy, Conversations with God, and things like that. Books that just 
are just complete, um, you know, teachings from the pit of hell because they don't uh, elevate Jesus as the only way to salvation. And they have, you know, just numerous false teachings, you know, riddled throughout those books. So I would warn anyone, um, you know, it's not just entertainment. If you think it's just harmless entertainment, I'm going to read this or watch this or, you know, whatever. Um, those are lures from Satan to get you into, um, you know, areas that you don't want to be in. And so that's where yeah. I was as a young adult. I was reading mm-hmm. all of these different, you know, crazy things. And so now being a born-again believer in Jesus Christ and actually having read and studied the Bible for myself, I now know that because of me, you know, actually opening those doors to that, you know, the false religions and, you know, things of the, of the devil, I actually, you know, opened myself up to a lot of satanic and demonic activity and oppression. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, and I didn't know at the time. <laughs> you know, of course, you don't know because, you know, Satan is a deceiver, so you don't realize, you know, what's, you know, happening in your life. Um, but because of that, and, I, and just living a life that was in opposition to God's word, you know, there was just a lot of um, oppression, satanic oppression in my life. And so, and I, you know, just no true peace within my heart. And so um, by the summer of 2010, I, you know, found I was, had been, I got married in 2001, had my son in 2005, but by the summer of 2010, I was divorced and experiencing complete and emotional, complete emotional and financial devastation in every area of my life. It was, my life was just completely chaotic in all areas. Um, but then I also had my beautiful son, my beautiful, precious son that the Lord had given to me. And Irene, I truly believe that God had blessed me with my son because God knew by giving me him, you know, a baby, that would be the way that would lead me into salvation through Jesus Christ. Because I wasn't going to do it on my own because by this time I'm 39 years old. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, yeah, this might be a hard situation. I mean, now I can, you know, I'm thinking I can, I always thought I can navigate my way out of situations because not realizing it was truly the hand of God on my life. But because, you know, even if I had obstacles in the past, I wasn't able to kind of navigate around and, you know, kind of come back, you know, come back into a good standing um, at some point. But now, having a baby being responsible for this beautiful, precious life, that changed everything for me. You know, that changed everything for me. Wow. Um, (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so, you know, with having film, um, you know, it just just changed everything, my perspective on life, um, because... Prior to actually having him in 2005, I would pray to God and just ask him, you know, just give me a peaceful life. And although I was asking for peace, I still was not willing, um, and I don't think I knew how to surrender my life to God. So, you know, that was, had been my prayer, but, you know, I didn't know how to, didn't know how to you know, get to that. And so now, um, back to the summer of 2010, um, when, again, every single area of my life was really horrible, um, and being a mother, again, I knew for certain that I needed something bigger than me. I needed something outside of what I had previously thought that helped me handle or, you know, get through or, you know, help me uh, move through difficult situations. Um, because I knew that I didn't want what had happened to my life to happen for this life. And so I knew that, I you know, something just had to be different this time. <laughs> and so um, one night in desperation, I cried out to God. Again, I not, had not received my Lord and Savior, or at least his personal relationship, had not done that, so I cried out to God um, in a state of complete surrender, um, just truly, just complete surrender, like, Lord, if you don't help me, then, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. The measurable and incomprehensible level of love, he heard me, and got rushed into my life, um, rushed in with his love, and he's been filling our lives, being us life, with his blessings ever since. 
it was just truly just, you know, a wonderful, um, you know, it's a wonderful, beautiful experience because the Lord, you know, it was a tangible presence of the Lord coming to my life. And it was actually as if God had removed the scales that Scripture talks about. He had removed those scales from my eyes, um, allowing me to actually see Jesus Christ as the only, <laughs> the only Lord and Savior. Because, again, before then, like, although I loved God, even as a child, like, I loved God. And, you know, you know, I pray to God, and, you know, God will answer my prayers. And, you know, you know I love the Lord. But every time someone would present the only way to salvation, I would reject that. You know, Satan just had such a heavy veil of deception over me. I would always, you know, just reject that. But when that night I, you know, surrendered myself to God, I said, God, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever you need to do, just do it. You know, he, it was like in a dream, he from my eyes so that I could actually see Christ as the only uh, Lord and Savior. Lord and, Savior. Um, and it was literally like a dream. I don't know if it was a dream or a vision that I had. I believe that it was a, maybe a vision within a dream because in this dream, it was in a first person where there these black veils or shutters over my eyes and in this vision, I'm looking out and I'm trying to look out but there's this you know, black veil or shutters over my eyes and then um, all of a sudden black shutters began to lift up off my eyes. They do it three times where they lift up, you know, one, two, three. And then on the other side, I see the image of Jesus Christ standing. And it was just the image, not his face, or at least not a clear vision of his face, but it was the image of Jesus Christ in his white robe. And so, um, you know, I knew. And I knew that at that point, and I remember waking up, you know, in my bed, um, I believe it was the morning when I woke up, waking up on that, that day, and in those following days, just having a very heavy, heavy, heavy level of conviction that had fallen upon me. Um, and so I just stayed in this heavy state of repentance and also in a heavy state of praise because I knew that I knew that the true and living God had revealed himself. And um, and so that, you know, that's just, that was, that's my story of salvation. So in those following days, the Lord just began showing me so many things, so many things that the Lord began showing me. And in fact, he showed me, um, you know, how, in fact, there really were demons on my life because I told you how I opened the door, you know, through my, through the way that I was living in opposition to God and then just, you know, opening the door through false religions. He showed me how there were just demons on, um, you know, prior to receiving him. And he, in two different dreams, one particular dream, I was in this pit. I was at the bottom of, bottom of the pit and I was just curled up in a ball with my hands covering my head laying there just completely defeated and helpless, you know, just sad and completely defeated. And I was laying at the bottom of this pit, and there were just demons upon demons upon demons on top of me. And then, in this dream, Jesus reaches his hand, you know, down into the bottom of the pit, and then he lifts me out of that pit. And so, um, you know, it was just, you know, <laughs> just a miraculous experience. As a result of that, it's the scripture, Psalm. Uh, verses 40, Psalm chapter 40, verses 2 through 3, those scriptures um, actually became like, for me, like my life scriptures, my salvation scriptures, um, because of the scriptures read, um, essentially, I waited patiently for the Lord, and I, I really only uh, cite verses 2 to 3, because verse 1 says, you know, David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, but for me, <laughs> I didn't have to wait, like that night I cried out, he just immediately rushed in with love, uh, but the scriptures say I waited patiently for the Lord, 
He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the chair, out of the mud of the murder. He set my feet on solid ground. He put a new song in my heart and praise upon my heart. Many will see what he's done for me and put their trust in him. So that was, that's been like my, my salvation scripture, my life scripture. It truly reflects and represents what my experience, my salvation Yes, that's a, that's a very powerful testimony, and I want to thank you for sharing that. And I think others can relate to your testimony as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it when you give your life to Christ, no matter how old you are or age, wherever you start, you know, a lot of people, you know, of course you're going to go through things, and things aren't going to always work out and be perfect just because you gave your life to Christ younger or whatever time you gave your life to christ but it's good to have that foundation because you know even if you stray away you can always find your way back to the lord and it seems like the lord was calling you and reaching out to you at that moment and it took all those things that you went through in order to to actually make that connection with him so that's very powerful and i'm sure a lot of people could relate with that now, can you tell us a little bit about your radio ministry and and your booklets and everything that you're doing that God has you doing right now? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so I'm excited because you know I had an opportunity to write a collection of Christian mini books. They're just small little pamphlet sized booklets. Um, there are six different books, um, and they're on different topics. And the first one is actually um, God chose you. And I wrote that back in 2012, um, two years after becoming born again in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, because I was just so happy and excited and just just grateful that, you know, I had been caught out of the darkness and into his glorious light. And I wanted to share that with as many people as possible because I was that one that was, you know, out in the world and you know I wanted it I wanted to have something that could reach people who don't necessarily or ordinarily come into the church walls I wanted to just for you know glimpses of God to be outside of the church wall so that when you know let's say you're at a gas station you see a booklet that says God chose you you know you pick it up you know who knows what type of day you're having you see something that says that God is actually choosing me you know you pick up you read it and hopefully that will be a seed that will you know continue to be um you know, nourish so that it can grow into you actually receiving the Lord as your uh, Savior. And so, um, so you know, I began, um, you know, wrote that in 2012 and just began, you know, looking to distribute those as, to as many places as possible. My son and I, you know, we just, you know, wherever we would <laughs> try, I just wanted to have them ready. I always wanted to be ready to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I didn't have the words to say, at least I have something I can give to, you know, share the gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. with someone else. Um and so and then I wrote, from there after I wrote other booklets that the Lord, you know, had just been, you know, had just given me, um, you know, revelation on certain areas. And, you know, I felt that the Lord was saying, you know, uh, I, I like to write in general. I've always, you know, kind of been a writer. And so putting things in writing, you know, um, I would begin putting it in writing and then organizing it later. Lord said, you know, put it together so that others can um, can also have it as well. And so, um, so I began writing. And like I said, the first was in 2012. And thereafter, um you know, began writing other booklets, and so, um, 
since that time, uh, actually just in 2019, it was, you know, really um, such a blessing. The Lord gave me an opportunity to have a book signing for all of my booklets. Um, you know, <laughs> it worked. You know, the Lord, he's always orchestrating beautiful, beautiful experiences for us behind the scenes. And, you know, you're not, you don't realize <laughs> until you actually walk into it. And so he arranged an opportunity for me to have a book signing to showcase all of my booklets. Um, because I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, it's time to, to you know, have them reach a wider range. And so um, I had an opportunity to have a book signing um, at the William B. Banks uh, Museum, which is Channel 62's uh, museum. And so it was a huge success, just a beautiful experience from the beginning awesome. to the end. Just had so many people helping me and loving on me and blessing me so that you know, it just turned out to be a beautiful experience. Um, and then later on in 2019, the Lord you know, presented to me the opportunity to have a um, radio show program on 1440 a.m. It's something I would have never, ever, ever <laughs> envisioned for myself. Um, but, yeah, I felt it was the Lord telling me to respond to uh, the advertisement that I heard on the radio that day. And then he confirmed to me, um, you know, that, yes, this is me. I want you to go forward with the radio program. So in September of 2019, um, Moments with Marlene was launched on 1440 a.m. Amen. And that's really... It's a blessing that you are on 1440 and a blessing for your booklets and everything God has done in your life. And I read your booklet on healing and I shared it with my family and it's just, it's been a great blessing. So I recommend you, you guys you. check out, amen. I recommend you guys check out her booklets and have a, like she said, have something that you could also give to somebody, whatever situation that they're in that you could just give them something if you don't exactly have the words at the time. I think that was a great resource for people that want to share the gospel and just share a good word for somebody that's in need of it. So how can they get your booklets? Um, they are at three local bookstores. They're at God's World uh, Superstore, which is at Seven Mile and Schaefer. They're at, also at Baker's Bible Bookstore, which is on Grand River um, in Detroit as well. And then they're also at Discount Bible Bookstores, which is in Warren um, on DeQuinder. And so they are there. And then they can, people can also go to, um, I have an Etsy page where they can purchase the booklets. And it's uh, www.speakwordsoflife.etsy.com. And just a short uh, side note on Speak Words of Life, the Lord gave me that, um, that, that, that title um, back when I first became born again because he, you know, began showing me how, you know, the condition of my life um, was as a result of the words I had been speaking, you know, that, you know, a lot of defeat in my life, areas that just were not flourishing, and the Lord showed me, you know, how it was my words, how the power of our words, I mean, we just, it's just, I don't know if we can ever truly get a grasp of just how powerful our words are, and so the Lord, you know, gave me that title back then, Speak Words of Life, because that's what he told me to do for my entire life, just, you know, speak words of life over your life, over your son's life, and, you know, walk forward, move forward into the destiny that I created you for. Amen. Uh, you also have a YouTube channel. How can they check you out on your YouTube channel? That is true, yes. Thanks for reminding me, Irene. <laughs> so my YouTube channel is just simply my name. Um, you would just put my name in there, Marlene, M-A-R-L-E-E-N, Meriwether, M-E-R-R-I-W-E-A-T-H-E-R, and then dash, speak words of life. And so they'd be able to reach um, my YouTube channel where I post all of my prior radio programs 
on the YouTube page because my program comes on at 2 o'clock p.m. And sometimes people just are not able to tune in at that time because of work obligations or what have you. And so I post all of the programs on my YouTube channel so that people will have an opportunity to listen to them at their leisure, at their convenience. Great. So you heard it here. Uh, check out Moments with Marlene and all those locations and her booklets and everything that she's doing. And we're going to talk a little bit more. She's going to share a little bit about, you know, we all feel a certain type of way about Trump. I mean, I can't say we all. Some of us feel a certain type of way about Trump. <laughs> but um, um, Marlene is going to share with us a revelation that God gave her concerning Trump right after this so stay right here all right we're back we're back on the podcast thank you guys for staying with us uh this is cbiz media i'm irene and we have marlene merriweather here with us from moments with marlene she has a great ministry that she's representing and she was sharing with me a little bit about a revelation that she received about our current president, Donald Trump. So take it away, Marlene. Yes, thank you, Marlene. Thank you for the opportunity again. Um, so uh, President Trump, um, as Irene indicated, you know, with, you know, some people can like him or not like him. It's going to be one or the other. It's <laughs> hot or cold. He's not like a middle-of-the-road type person. You know, he can evoke, you know, a, a strong emotion from people. Um, and, you know, you're looking at everything, you know, through the natural, you know, with what you're seeing on TV, you know, it's kind of obvious why people would have a perhaps um, dislike for what they're seeing as being represented um, as to who he is. Um, but for me, back in 2016, when he uh, first began his, um, his uh, launch for uh, the presidency, and during that whole campaign season, at that time, again, I was born again. I became born again in the summer of 2010. So um, in 2016, being a born-again believer, um, um, my conviction, my relationship with the Lord did not allow for me to vote just any other type of way. I could no longer just vote, you know, based on, um, you know, popular opinion or, you know, what everybody else was doing or even, you know, voting what would traditionally be the way, quote-unquote, black people are supposed to vote. Like, the Lord just would not allow me to continue to walk that way. And so I got a strong conviction from the Lord dealing with um, things of, you know, uh, not with politics, but not, I'm not a political pundit at all, but just, you know, being more um, aware of what I was doing, how I was helping to, you know, either influence people to come to God or how I was influencing people to go away from God. And, you know, he showed me how everything that we do, either we're going to be a witness for God or we're not going to be a witness for God. And so by 2016, when this presidential campaign was going, you know, was happening, I already knew that for me, I could not vote for a Democratic candidate, not saying all Democrats are bad, not saying that all Democratic policies are bad, but policies that were being put forth at that, at that time, they did not line up with scripture. You know, the abortion issue, the gender confusion issue, positions on Israel, those things were not lining up with scripture and the Lord again had placed a very heavy conviction on me to make sure that whatever I'm, I am doing, I'm doing it for the glory of God and I'm looking to either uh, have people draw closer to God or away from God. And so with the 2016 election, you know, I already knew that I couldn't. I was I was going to have to vote for a Republican candidate 
and I was, you know, very comfortable with that, um, you know, because I knew, again, what the Lord had, you know, told me to do. And so I was looking to see, okay, well, okay, who am I going to vote for, <laughs> you know, trying to see. And, you know, like everybody, you know, you know, I was looking at the mainstream media. I'm like, okay, well, it certainly can't be Trump because, you know, he's, you know, this, he's that, you know, all these things. And so um, during that, that, that time, I just remember talking to people about the upcoming election. And, you know, we just kind of bat across different ideas. And every time that I would speak ill of Trump, the Lord would convict me. I got a very heavy conviction, you know. And so, um, you know, it's like, okay, you know, just kind of brushed it off. Like, well, I don't know, maybe the Lord's telling me something, you know, is coming or whatever. I just didn't know how to read it. Then again, the second time it happened, having a conversation, you know, saying some things, you know, feel about, you know, Trump, you know, like, oh, you know, typical talk. And again, the conviction came again. Third time it happened again, this time I asked the Lord, you know, well, Lord, why am I being convicted? Like, what, you know, where is it, what's the correction for? And the Lord spoke to me, this is my man, you know, referring to Trump. This is my man. This is the man that I have chosen to, um, go to advance my purposes and so from then it's like okay well the Lord has spoken you know who am I to argue with the Lord and so you know 2016 I voted for Trump and in 2020 I planned to vote for Trump okay wow um I'm not sure who I'm gonna vote for but I see how God convicted you and I and I've heard other people um in the ministry other Christians talk about the positives in voting for Trump but he just has like for me and probably for a lot of people some some racist tones some some different things that he's done some some sexist and racist things that he's done and the way he talks and composes himself is not very presidential and all these things are kind of a turn off for people that are voting and right now I can't even tell you who I'm going to vote for but what you're saying and your statements are making me think you know hard about who I'm going to vote for harder because I don't know who I'm going to vote for if it's going to be a Democrat or Republican but you know I didn't really ever think about those issues as far as the abortion issues and you know the gender issues you know mostly when I voted I voted for people that were going to help our economy and help our basically the economical issues were like my main focus and I didn't really think about the abortion and now the gender issues was just semi semi new issue like coming up with President Obama that's when the issues like that started coming out so yeah you're giving us something to think about when we vote and I'm just yeah with with those issues that you're bringing up um, you know I know a lot of people do believe they think that he's sexist they think that he's racist um what the lord has shown me is that you know you know look behind (laughs) look behind you know what is being presented because if you're listening to mainstream media then they're going to you know twist or give a slant or edge to you know what he's saying and what he's doing in order to present him as you know present him in the most negative light um you know even uh with the charlottesville um you know, riot, the media took just a portion of what he said and said that, oh, he says that neo-Nazis are, you know, good people, when in fact, you know, if they continued on with the entire, his entire uh, speech, it would have seen that he 
specifically said, I'm not talking about white nationalists, I'm not talking about neo-Nazis, of course they need to be condemned. And so, you know, those types of things where they're kind of slanting it or edging it to give it a racist feel to it, because... Again, I think, yeah, I know that, you know, it's a spiritual battle. And so Satan, he's deceptive. He's a liar. So he's going to do whatever he can to mislead people into thinking, you know, one way so that he can continue to advance his purposes. And so with race being a very sensitive and important issue, then that's, that's what Satan is using. He's using, you know, race, you know, that term racism, you know, you know, to... Um, excited an emotion within people so that they are just completely repelled against Trump. You know, again, looking to um, cast him as being racist when in fact, you know, again, you have to look past, you have to go a little bit deeper than what mainstream media is showing because, again, this is a spiritual battle. You know, Satan wants to advance his purposes. He'd love to see, you know, a candidate in the White House that will continue along those same veins of, you know, promoting gender uh, gender confusion, um, promoting abortion, um, promoting, you know, all sorts of ungodly principles. He would love to have that. And so if he has to lie um, and mislead uh, the, the nation to believe that, you know, the person that actually is looking to advance God's purposes is somehow, you know, racist or some other, you know, horrific thing, then that's what, he, that's what he's going to do because, again, this is a spiritual battle and, you know, Satan wants souls. And so if he can continue to mislead adults and children alike down this road of um, just destruction, you know, through all of these um, demonic ideologies, then that's what he's going to do. And so as believers, I believe we have a responsibility to, you know, dig deeper, you know, discern the times. Like, you know, as the minute of Chicago, we, we are to be able to discern the times to know that, you know, we're in the wrap-up stage right now. This is, you know, end-time harvest. You know, God's trying to harvest in, you know, his souls. Satan's trying to harvest in his souls. And so whatever Satan has to do to go against and oppose God's word, then that's what he's going to do. And again, if you're looking at, you know, who actually is promoting and just um, uh, looking to push back forces of darkness by policy. You know, you, you know, brought up with the Obama, which is true. Um, you know, I've mentioned it in some of my um, prior um, radio recordings. You know, Obama was the one who looked, and that, you know, again, we pray for all people. Um, it's a spirit behind people. I'm not saying Obama's bad. I'm not saying that, you know, any person is a bad person. I'm saying the spirit behind the people are, you know, are the are leading them to be in opposition to God. And so, you know, uh, establishing policies that will require public schools across the nation to adhere to that gender confusion. <laughs> you know, transgender children are supposed to be able to pick the bathrooms and, you know, all this other stuff. Those were actual policies that were implemented, you know, during his administration, which Trump has now repelled. Like he's saying, no, we're not going to go down this path of gender confusion. We're not going to keep slaughtering babies. We're not it, we're not we're not going to keep doing that. And to that point with the um, issue of racism, I got one piece of information that says in New York City there are more black ba- more black babies that are aborted than they are born alive. To me, that's racist. <laughs> like, why? Who in the world? Why? Why do you care so much about us being able to kill our babies? Like, that's the argument. Oh, you know, you know, this should be accessible to the black community. You know, people should be able to Planned Parenthood should be accessible to, you know black uh, communities. Why? Like, why? <laughs> why yeah. are you so concerned about us being able to right. kill our babies? Again, you know, more mm-hmm. babies being killed and born alive in one city? Like, that's kind of crazy to me. That, that, to me, is what's racist. And so, 
I believe as born again believers, it's incumbent upon us to actually get before the Lord, not before you know news media, before our friends. Get before the Lord and ask Him to direct our path in terms of voting. Because again, everything that we do will either lead people to or towards God or away from God. And so, you know, it's this is an important issue that I think that God wants the church to wake up on and um, actually not fight against His hand, but actually um, assist Him in advancing His purposes. Well, Amen. And and I agree that you know we really need to seek the lord on on any of these issues because we're talking about our community we're talking about our world so i think that that's something that we have been neglecting is to just really seek god on these issues and who we should vote for and do your research and don't just vote for like you said whoever is in your party or the popular person at the time, but do your own research on, or, or, on or these read the personalities because again, no one's saying that you know Trump has the most you know <laughs> the wonderful personality because he is you know he has an abrasive personality. But like I mentioned on my program, um, you know I think that you know we're all vessels, we're all you know utensils that the Lord uses for His purposes. Um, again, He says His ways are not our ways, His thoughts are not our thoughts. So He uses different um, utensils uh, that are necessary for whatever the cause is and you know I, like I said I talked about it in my program but you know Trump's abrasiveness that jagged edgeness of his personality is what's necessary I believe at this point in time at the end time harvest <laughs> in order to push back you know these forces of darkness that want to take our nation in a horrific direction they want to you know to take us in a direction that will continue to mislead, you know, thousands if not millions of people astray. You know, we see with the suicide rates now, they're so high, people are lost. You know, they don't know because policies you know, are telling them to live one way when we know if you're not living according to God, according to God's word, you're never, you know, there's just, there's no way to have peace. Um, so, so again, you know, just wanted to reiterate, um, we need to go before God, ask God to direct us, not, you know, like we just said, not, you know, media, not friends, not parties, not race, not any of that. We go before God and ask Him to direct us as to who we'd like to see continue to advance His purposes in our country. All right, everybody. I think the primaries uh, for the presidential election is March 10th, so get out and vote. That's Tuesday, March 10th. So, Marlene, um, can you give us some last words as well as let everybody know how they can contact you or reach you if they would like to connect with you at all? Yes. Um, again, uh, Irina, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on your program. Um, you are a beautiful light, a beautiful person. I'm coming in every week to see you at the studio. It's just always you know, a pleasure because you're always so upbeat and so kind and everyone at the studio. So I thank you for this opportunity. And again, I just uh, implore people to dig deeper in their relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, it's uh, not about just kind of the checkmark things. If I go to church, I do this, I do that. But dig into your relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, spend that quiet time with the Lord um, and just uh, develop your relationship uh, to an even higher level. And as far as being able to contact me, um, they can reach me via email, which is speakwordsoflife 
at live, L-I-V-E dot com. They can reach me there or they can um, reach out through my Etsy page. Um, I believe there's an area where they can um, contact the owner of the page and uh, and also through YouTube. I believe there's an opportunity for people to um, reach out to um, the YouTube channel owners. But to directly contact me, they can reach me via email, speakwordsoflife at live dot com. Amen. And you are also a bright light as well when you come in and thank you so much it's it's great meeting you as a person and just having you on the podcast with us and and seeing you every week so thank you again for being on the podcast well thank you very much and god bless